Okay, well, um, hi, this is Will, um, and I think I'm gonna start calling this thing Stories with Mr. Stories because that's about the most clever thing that uh, I have seen it called, and so that's what we're going with, Stories with Mr. Stories, a.k.a. Will the Weirdo. Anyway, um, this is a podcast I recorded with Stu, a.k.a. YKS.media. Actually, I think it might be YKS.worldwide now. I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, me and Stu are chatting here about uh, AO Finals, which happened at the beginning of December, and then also what we thought Worlds was going to look like um, before um, I got there and before... Uh, actually, no, it was just after he decided he wasn't going to go. Um, so it's kind of an interesting look at what we thought the competition might look like. Um, and I honestly am just getting around to this now because I learned how to edit the audio because I'm an amateur. Go team. So um, I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, I have many more. Well, not many more, but I'm going to have a lot more um, Patreon exclusive podcasts. Um so if you want to check those out, um, I reckon you can just go to patreon.com uh, forward slash barbell stories, or you can just get there via my Instagram barbell stories, and then you click on the link in bio and then support on Patreon. And then you'll have access to all the podcasts I do. And I'm going to start doing them with really cool people who are way smarter and more funny and clever than me. So that's that. Here's this interview with Stuart Reagan, and um, I hope you enjoy. Also, be aware um, the audio does have quite a bit of background noise. We were uh, recording this right outside of the competition hall at the end of day two of competition, so there's a lot of talking and chattering going on. We also get a guest appearance from Chevy, um, who tried to uh, bombard us, but uh, yeah, hopefully you still enjoy it. Anyway, um, here you go. But are you gonna play some more heavy metal? No, I'm not gonna play heavy metal for copyright reasons. <laughs> That's a good point. I don't know if anyone's gonna be able to hear all this going on in the background. We tried to pick a quiet spot, and it's not very quiet. So go team. Um, yes. Stu, do you want to introduce yourself to people who don't know? Hey, I am Stuart. I run the YKS Media Instagram page. Um, been into weightlifting for about a year and a half, actually picking up the barbell and photography for just just over two years now. And I met Will in Rome, Italy. We were shooting the Roma World Cup right before COVID happened. And here we are at 2021 AO Finals in Denver, Colorado, after day number two. Yeah. That sums it up pretty well. That was way more professional. I would have done it. Yeah. All good. Where, well, where do you want to start, Will? Well, um, so I guess we're, we've been going back and forth because originally our plan was to go from here and then pretty much just meet up in Tashkent, like, what, in four days from now? Yes. Um, and then because COVID is COVID, something popped up. Um, and a lot of teams and a lot of countries have pulled out. Um, and because of that, uh, we're not going to be doing that. We won't be um, hanging out together in Tashkent, which I'm a little, a little salty about. Yes, the roles are reversed because I was going to go to Worlds, Will was not, and this was about two months ago, and yeah. now I'm not going to Worlds, and Will is. Right. But so I kind of want to talk to you about uh, what made you – 
what made you decide that? And I kind of want to go uh, sort of talk about why people are having hesitations and things and what your uh, perspective is on how big of a deal this Omic- Omicron? Is it Omicron or is it Omicron? Or... <laughs> I don't really know. I haven't heard it pronounced. I've only read it and I never read things in the right. Variant number two. Omnic- I think it's Omicron, if Omicron. I'm not mistaken. Um, well, I'll say my take is my take. I think it's really the decision to go to Worlds is a really, it feels like a there's no right answer, so I don't want people to think that if you are listening and you go to Worlds or don't go to Worlds or travel internationally during this time that you're making a stupid decision or whatever. Um, but my thought process was, I love weightlifting. I really want to go to Worlds. Worlds is always going to be a fun time. But for me, seeing, the, I should say the risk was the, was the same for me regardless of the variant um, because we went to Pan Ams together in the Dominican and that was the same if we get COVID we're going to have to stay here in quarantine um, so for me the risk of quarantine was not as big of a factor as the repercussions that I guess the variant caused or the, the I don't know what you want to say the ripple effect that this variant caused amongst weightlifting federations because a lot of teams including a large portion of Team USA um, a large portion of Team GB, all of Team Italy, uh, Team China as well, were not going to Worlds. And while the risk remained the same, the reward for me traveling 20 hours across the globe, spending a lot of money to do that wasn't wasn't worth it for me. Um, but I do think that people that are going to go, like you will, I think that when you go, you're going to have a really fun time. Thankfully, I've been to two Worlds before, and they've been a blast, um, regardless of who was there or wasn't there. But that's the decision that I made. Um, I think if I also had a little bit more financial freedom, (laughs) I would have probably risked it a little bit more. But I don't make a lot of money off weightlifting, if any. I probably spend more than I make. So it was a a hard decision. But um, hopefully I'll be traveling in 2022 to a lot of international events. Yeah. Um, Did I answer your question or did I go on a rant? No, that was good. That's good. I, yeah. I, I think um, it kind of got across. And this is something that you and I have been going back and forth on mm-hmm. since, was, was it Wednesday? When um, there was sort of this scare uh, with, what was the um, outlet that published the article that was like, Worlds might be canceled. In fact, they were saying like Worlds is um, probably going to be canceled. Inside the game posted That's something, right. and they're a very reliable source on this kind of stuff, that yeah. Worlds might be canceled. And I heard that from people within the Team USA athletes and coaches uh, forwarding me information and emails. All of this unfolded really quickly. Um, I didn't think anything of it. What was it? Like you said, Wednesday when we were, I was packing to come here. And then next thing I know, I'm getting texts and my phone's blowing up. But yeah, I had reason to believe Worlds wasn't going to happen. And then the very next day, things, 180 degrees, it's back on. Yeah. And as far as I know, it's still happening. I see athletes flying in. I see footage from Gregor at All Things Gym and Nat with hook grip. They're in the training hall. So, so far, it's still a go. Yeah. I was talking to some athletes because uh, a lot of the Team USA athletes are competing here this weekend. Mm-hmm. So we see we saw Jordan uh, Delacruz complete yesterday. Uh, we saw CJ today along with Bo Brown. Um, we're going to see a couple more tomorrow. Um, and we're actually going to see Ryan um, Sester, Seaster, 
um, who I'm kind of excited to like see compete. Um, and he's actually trying to go back to Worlds now. He originally backed out, and now he's trying to um, get back in. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, but so we have a lot of that going on. And like you said, this all unfolded very quickly. So they were given very minimal um, notice because we all really had – there was like no – there wasn't a really good way to navigate this situation because everything happened so quickly. But athletes had to make decisions pretty fast. And um, so um, – and I guess that goes along with us too. We had to make decisions pretty quickly. And do you figure out if Turkish Airlines is going to be able to – like do anything for you or you just kind of screwed i think i need to figure that out tonight but when i when i tried to look at it yesterday if i just click the refund option i think they give me a hundred dollars what which is like 10 percent of the flight okay yeah. which is better than nothing i'll take it but i think i'm gonna have to go down the whole get a flight like move my flight to a different itinerary but even then it's it's a little fuzzy as to how I'm going to do that or how they match the dollar value of my flight to Tashkent versus a flight to some other nation. Um, Time to go back to Denmark. I mean, if Turkish Airlines goes to Denmark, that'd be great. I love Denmark. Yeah. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, um, flights to Tashkent are really long and really expensive, especially if you book like... Well, I don't know. What's interesting for me, and I didn't realize, that for a lot of international flights, I've noticed this, the prices don't fluctuate that much. In not, my experience. Not really. Not, yeah. You can get lucky with some of them, but they, a lot of times they hold pretty true. Right. Whereas domestic flights, like, they fluctuate constantly. Yeah. They're always changing. So, I don't know. That was something. But, um, yeah. It's not, exp it's not cheap. I was about to say it's not yeah. expensive. Well, it expensive. I guess, the long story short, if I can't get my money back, I'll be sad. Yeah, but but my bank account will be sad, but I'll still save a lot of money in the hotel that we would have to stay at. Yeah, or Airbnb, um, food, which is not like little cost. Like food isn't will be inexpensive there, but still those little things they add up. Quick. Um, they add up quick. So yeah, cut my losses and save it for another time. Yeah, um, it's a uh, it's really interesting to see all this happening and to see the athletes kind of drop out here and there and like you said a lot of the countries um so, so certain countries are facing uh quarantine sort of situations and the way that seb so seb from weightlifting house was talking to me today and the way he because he's coming in from great britain mm -hmm. and uh, gb dropped out but he's still coming um and the way that he has to operate in tashkent when he gets there is they get picked up from the airport they go to the hotel and then they're not allowed to leave their hotel rooms unless they're going to the venue. So they're trying to do like a bubble sort of situation, yeah. um, which will be, I'm curious as to how they're going to uphold that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I think again, all of this is me guessing. Right. Cause this could all change tomorrow too. Like there's nothing set in stone here. Exactly. I think the reason that Seb and a few other countries will have to undergo this is because there was a, I think a document, actually, I don't really know. GB was on some sort of list that if you're coming from this country, you have to quarantine for 10 days. So that was scaring a lot of people because they're like, I don't, if I quarantine for 10 days, I just, why go? Because I'm going to miss my competition um, for the athletes. But then the Uzbeki health organization 
um, I guess, made an exempt exemption for these athletes, saying hey, if they come in and they're part of this event and they prove that they have don't have symptoms or have a negative test, something like that, they can bypass these ten this ten day quarantine thing. But who knows? Like you said, Seb might have to be in a bubble. I don't know one if that's going to happen, and two how they uphold that bubble or what the point of that bubble even means because. If they let them train with all the other athletes, like most training halls work, they will come into contact with all the other nations, unless they make all the nations that are on this list train together and then get bussed together and stay at the same hotel. Then I could see how that could work. But we'll see. There's a, there's a lot up in the air. I think that Worlds will be, for people who go, I think it's going to be a really fun time. There's going to be a lot of really good lifting. There are a lot of people on the start list that might break some world records. If, they're tr- if their numbers are true, which would be really exciting. It's just a bummer that a lot of nations and just individual athletes from nations are choosing not to go either because of the, the desire to not get COVID or get quarantined um, or just not being in shape or wanting to go after a five-year Olympic cycle and just wanting to take this year off. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. As I'm sitting here and you're explaining that, I'm thinking about how scary it is. The fact that, like, some of these athletes or some staff or, like, me or Seb or whoever, if they um, get COVID while they're in Tashkent, like, quarantining there. Yeah, um, it's like, I can't ex- I can imagine that would suck. And it's over Christmas, too, right? Yeah. So it's like the second layer of if Christmas matters to you and you're stuck in another country, it's like do- a double whammy kind of deal. Yeah. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully it goes off without a hitch and we were all or I should say we, I was just being soft and not coming to Worlds, and I'll regret it for the rest of my life. But, <laughs> I mean, that's best case scenario, right? Yeah. For your sake, I hope that's what happens, that I have just extreme FOMO and realize that I was being a sissy and I should have gone to Worlds. I don't think you're being a sissy necessarily, but I mean, like, if everything goes according to plan and no one gets COVID and everything ends up being fine, that's best case scenario. I'll be that, sad. Yeah, I understand <laughs> you'll be sad, but I mean, that is literally best case scenario is that it was like, it looked like an overreaction on your part and it will look like an overreaction on everyone else's part for being careful going there. But if no one catches COVID and everything runs fine, then that's the way it should be, you know? Yeah. Um, but let's talk about something not so kind of morbid and sad. Speaking of Olympians oh. not going to Worlds, Segway. We've had three, four. Is it a segue well, if I already said it? Whatever. I'm just giving you let's crap. Talk, let's talk about let's it. Let's talk about We're it. We're here in Denver right now. It's day two. Just finished watching the 89A and the 81A yeah. men go. CJ did well. He did do well. What did he end up uh, totaling? I have no idea. I just know he snatched 148. Snatched 148. I saw his opener in the clean and jerk, which was pretty light by his standards, like 170. Two, something like that. Something. And then Bo, uh, so Bo Brown, he was supposed to be going to Worlds. It would be his uh, first time going. He also just competed. He took a crazy jump. It was a 14-kilo jump after his first clean and jerk at 180 to try to uh, to try to take uh, the Mr. Total. Bo Champs total. Yeah, yeah. But it was a little bit rough. Uh, yeah, you yeah. want to be in it? And a quick uh, little interruption here. Where's the camera? At? No, there's no camera. It's Why is there no camera? Because podcast. Because we're, we're ugly. We have voices. No, we have faces for radio. 
This is Christian Rodriguez. Oh wait, here, you gotta get you a little bit closer, there you go. This is Christian Rodriguez. Welcome to... I don't know, I don't actually have a name for it. Chevy's Corner. This is, this is my podcast now. So that was the uh, interruption I was talking to you about with Chevy, and now we're back to just doing me. I'm sorry about uh, about that little interruption. Anyway, back to it. So as I was saying, Bo came out after hitting 180, and he took a 14 kilo jump. He had to wait a while too. There was like, I think maybe five or six attempts, and then he took 194. Uh, he stood up the clean, and then almost passed out he did this little dancey jiggy thing like i'm gonna blackout shuffle yeah yeah <laughs> i'm gonna blackout shuffle yeah essentially um and then uh to try to buy him more time the person who was helping him count uh asked if they could sweep the platform and they said no and he was fighting for a few seconds right but they wouldn't allow it but he had done it long enough where the 30 seconds you get to change the weight if you want to had expired. So after, if you're following yourself, you have a 30 second window to change the weight. Otherwise you just declare the weight that you missed. So that happened because the 30 seconds transpired. So he ran out of options. So two minutes after almost being murdered by 194, he went out and he cleaned it. No, he didn't clean it. He got underneath it. He um, wrecked it. And he couldn't stand it up. But that was still a damn It was impressive effort. that he got 194 at making that big of a jump, almost blacked out, and then came back out and almost cleaned 194 again. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that was the gutsiest performance of the whole weekend so far. Yeah, I don't think anyone thought he was going to even come out for the first 194. So people who stayed to the end got rewarded with a little, I don't know, testimonial to really going for it. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And Bo is crazy, too, because he's, he's like, one of the most chill dudes you'll meet. Mm-hmm. Very unassuming. Yep. Very quiet to himself, and then he just goes and smashes these ridiculous weights. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see him compete more internationally. How old is he? Oh, I have no idea. Was he in Rome? No. Okay. He, he's, uh, on, he's been on international teams. Only Pan Ams mm-hmm. this past year. So Pan Ams yeah. was his first. And then Worlds was supposed to be his second, but he pulled out. Um, he's deathly afraid of flying. He hmm. hates airplanes. He drove here. Well, you can't drive Omaha. to Uzbekistan. No, so. you can't. So he was actually a little bit relieved when uh, they were like, hey, so we're not going to make you guys go to Worlds if you don't want to. He's <laughs> like, yeah, peace out. Like, I'm out. Yeah. So he has a little bit more time to get ready to fly. Yeah. Maybe he can take a couple short flights to, you know, break that um, fear. Yeah. But... So Bo's done really well. CJ's done pretty well. Um, uh, Cece, she was supposed yeah, to go. Yeah, back on day one, yeah. Yeah, so she she wasn't meant to compete at Worlds until the 8th. And she competed on uh, December 3rd. And she's competing in the 45-kilo class. And if you don't really know how meticulous you have to plan to cut for that, if you're cutting for it, to have to make that weight almost a week before you were supposed to take the stage is bananas. Mm-hmm. And she still showed up. She took first pretty easily, right? She did. Um, um, yeah, she did a really good job. I, I am 
teammates with CC. I don't see her a lot because she splits time between Georgia and wherever her work takes her. And uh, she was she was on track in training whenever she was in Georgia. She was lifting really well. Um, I think that she had a really good shot if she went to Worlds to not only win Worlds, but put some really big numbers on the board. And then when they decided not to go, like you said, Will, it's it's tough to mentally to gear up for an event and not go and then have to shift your mindset to something else. And then two, have to make a weight cut five days before you're planning to make it. So she definitely didn't hit the numbers that she wanted, but she also came to Denver and walked away with three gold medals. Yeah. And stood on the podium in her pumps. And what's super impressive for most people, because like, like Bo, she's very unassuming. Not a lot of people know who she, who she is. Um, but Wanji's a great lifter. She's been on a lot of Team USA rosters. And she's in her m- mid, late 30s. Yeah, she's a Masters. Yeah, she's a Masters athlete. And so proving it that you can, st- if you take care of your body, you can still lift at the highest level well past what I guess people say is your quote-unquote prime. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. In A sessions too, not just like I'm going to scrap in and barely make it. Like you're an A session lifter and you're almost touching 40. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, she's doing great. I'm really excited. I hope that she can uh, make it to another Worlds. Yeah. Because um, I think this would have been her first Worlds. It would have been right? her first Worlds. Yeah, yeah, so I hope she can come back again for 2022. Yeah. Do you know when they're going to do Worlds in 22? Uh, it's be end of the year right now. It's scheduled to be somewhere in China, but who knows where it will actually be? If we'll see. God only knows. Okay, cool. Um, Anything else stick out to you from day one? Joe. Oh, Joe and Shayla. That was really good. Yeah, uh, the the women's fifty-five kilo class. Shayla Shayla Moore had cut down from fifty-nine to be in the fifty-five, and Jordan Dela Cruz, um, went up from 49 to 55. Uh, I know, I think for Shayla, both of their reason, or Shayla's reason was to be more competitive. And then Jordan just had come back from the Olympics and wasn't feeling like I need to cut to 49 again for a competition in the grand scheme of plans for her, you know, next cycle, doesn't really factor into Olympic qualification. So they both competed in the 55s and it was fun. They both podiumed. Shayla took gold, and uh, Jordan took the bronze. Yeah. And that was the first time she's been a competition competition, excuse me, stage since Tokyo. Since Tokyo, yeah. And she took a pretty long hiatus, right? She, I think it was like two months, two two and a half months. I don't think it was that long, but she took she took a break. Yeah. She took a break. Also, her boyfriend's really rad. If you don't know who Joseph Ferrark is, he's yes, badass. he is in. He is a stunt dude, really good at what he does, and he most recently was in. Oh, what's the Hawkeye. show? Hawkeye. Hawkeye. You're not a comic nerd. No, but I did watch. Oh, I did stupid. watch the first two episodes with with Joe. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to watch it. I haven't been able to. I'm hoping to download. Download the it for the for the flights. Yeah, the flights attachment. Yeah. Cause that's twenty five hours in the air or something like that. Uh, mine was like eighteen. Okay. It wasn't bad. That's that's fair. I'm going. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't want to talk about it. It hurts my soul a little bit. Um, what stuck out to you from today, if anything, besides Bo? Uh, yeah, Bo Brown being a badass. Um, 
<laughs> trying to remember the day day one and day two kind of bled together. Um, it's also 9.51 p.m., um, and I, I've been here since 7.30. I think you've been here since, what, 10? Yeah, so not as long as you. Um, I think there was nothing that really, I'm thinking, like, super stuck out to me from from any one moment. I think it's been really cool to to be again back at a national competition because I haven't been to many national competitions but to be to another one and to just recognize more faces whether that's athletes or athletes parents or coaches um, and I, I think that's fun it's fun to see this kind of like tighter knit family of, of people that come to these events and recognize them and then recognize you yeah um, I don't know. That's cool. That's that's it's it's fun, and I, I hope that that's the the vibe. You know, if I keep doing this for another year, two, three, five, ten years, right? You're running around with the same people, and you know whether it's the CCs of the world that are in their late 30s competing, or it's these 12 year old wonder kids that are coming out of nowhere and crushing everybody, or yep. and their parents and brothers and sisters. It's it's just fun to be to be back in it, surrounded by people who love love weightlifting. And that's what I was kind of talking about with um, this feels a lot like quote-unquote normal. And this is kind of the way yeah. it, it's supposed to feel in my mind of what national meets are like, seeing the, the faces. And, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of people here. There are a lot of people that have come to not only compete but come to watch. Yeah. The stands are full. Stands. They're or chairs. The, it's, it, we're in a yeah. ballroom. The, the, crowd, the, this, the crowd seating area is full, which is awesome. But the chairs are comfy. Yeah, and there are people even standing up behind the chairs, and it's it's fun to see people show up and get rowdy and the happy. The 64s. The 64s. That would, that happened today. So with the 64 session, I'm sorry, when you said people were standing in the crowd, that happened during the 64 session. And that was good. There, there was a – Daniel Gunnan had a pretty good showing um, along with – what the hell is her name? Lydia from Florida. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. was that was really cool. What that is her was, name? I think it's Lydia Scott, no? No. Oh, shoot. Well, I'm think, an idiot. Yeah. We could look up the results in front of the laptop that's right in front of us. But I'm too tired, and I'm not connected to Wi-Fi, so that's not happening. But the 64s yeah. were great. The 64s were... were. No, 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 you're right. You're right. It might be Lydia Scott. I was I'm, thinking of the 70... The 71s. The 71s. Yeah. 71s were also fine, but the 64s had a lot of people watching. Mm-hmm. That was a really good session. I don't remember exactly what was going on because I was actually shooting one of the, the girls that was in the 64 session, so I was pretty focused on just what she was doing. Yeah. Um, and Gunnan hit 100 kilo snatch again, which uh, she's a 64 kilo. Well, we're talking about the 64 class, so obviously 64 kilo lifter, but that's pretty... That's pretty bananas for an American weightlifter to be hitting 100. She hit 100. Yep. And then she took a stab at the record, at or to break the record. Was it 103 or 104? At 103. Okay, yeah. And I remember hearing her whisper to her coaches that when she caught it, she felt her shoulder pop. Not in like an I'm injured way, but kind of I'm not going to hang on to this bar. It's not worth it. I need to make a total. Yeah. So, but she, I mean, she took a stab at 103, and it was really close. Yeah. That was a good session. Um... What are you looking forward to tomorrow? Huh. I don't know. I think we'll we'll have. I can tell you what I'm excited about. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so I'm excited to see Mary True slapping. Yeah. 
I'm excited to see her slash a slam slash crack crack open. Sarah's not competing here, is she? No, Sarah's going to Worlds. Okay. But Mary's going to be doing great. Um, I'm really excited to see her because last year she had COVID and I actually went to her garage to film her. I was Mm -hmm. like being very cautious. That was a cool little video. Thank you. I actually set up a, my, I'm very proud of this still. I set up a tripod really kind of haphazardly um, to look into her garage door, garage window. Mm-hmm. So I could get a second camera angle in there. Cause I was <laughs> like trying to stay back and like not near her. Um, yeah. It had, she had like, uh, she had tested for COVID. I think it was f- 11 days before I got there. So the chances of her still like being contagious was low and she wasn't symptomatic. So I was just very cautious, uh, double mask and like stay away and don't touch anything or like stick around. Um, but to see, to, so that juxtaposed to this where we have a crowd um, and we have like people just hanging around and having the community back. That's what I'm really excited to see is that sort of um, juxtaposition. Um, but I'm also excited to see Maddie and Kate because um, mm-hmm. they had a good running at Pan Ams competing against each other. I don't know if Maddie's going 76 or 81. Um, I think on the official start list, she's listed as 76. So she might compete against Kate tomorrow or she might not. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm excited to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, Talking about, again, two more Olympians that have not competed, I believe, right, in Maddie's case, as well as Kate's, that they have not competed. They compete at Pan Ams against each other. They have not competed since the Olympics. Uh, except for Pan Ams. They compete at Pan Ams. Like a couple weeks ago, Pan Ams. Do you not remember Pan Ams happened like two weeks ago? I forget that we had two Pan Ams this year. Yeah, so this year's funky, and we don't need to get into this right now, but there was a Pan Ams... 2020 that actually happened in april of 2021 and this year's 2021 pan ams happened like two weeks ago it's confusing i like how we're not going to get into it and then you just got into it well i just want to give like a short synopsis but i'm not good at that and i'm tired so it's just all kind of like running together at this point but yeah that'll be a good it'll be a good battle if it happens if it happens and if not it still will be cool i think for weightlifting fans yep as a whole to be able to see these people that represent the sport and represent our country at at the olympics you know see them in person yeah right? i think that's i think that that's something that's really special uh for these athletes um and i was talking to jordan de la cruz about this but you know they're they're a big deal and they have deserved and earned the right to be a big deal because they they perform at the highest level and they've been on the biggest stage there is at the olympics and people recognize them and i think that that's really cool for them to come to these quote-unquote lesser meets maybe you would say like a local a local meet or a national meet um and let people see them you know i think that's cool yeah I really, I really like going to local meets and seeing people react to like. Uh, really recently, Jules competed at New York State and see people like react to her. She's not an Olympian, um, but definitely an international. Still leader. a world class athlete. Yep, exactly. And then Maddie back in uh, when she's at, was at Florida State um, and at uh, the Prelium, seeing everyone just like reacting to like competing alongside her 
and just knowing that like that's that's a future Olympian at that point it had Olympics hadn't happened yet but mm-hmm. um, it's really neat to see that and I, I agree with you Stu that this um, allows fans and you know people who kind of devote their free time to this sport to be able to um, be part of and see in the flesh these uh, folks that they maybe consider idols and so I think that's really neat mm-hmm. um, um. I think I don't know if any Olympians, weightlifting Olympians, listen to this podcast, but um, <laughs> probably I don't not. know if anyone. Period listens to this For podcast. Real. If you are, oh, <laughs> thank, I, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, but I'm super proud of our Olympians. Um, I don't know if you've gotten into this before, but I'm super proud in in the way that, from what I can tell, they have represented. Uh, us well the last five years and went to Tokyo and had a mixed bag of results yeah but I think they've done they've done a really good job in handling themselves in the way that they did that and performed really well and I think the team as a whole has performed really well um and the future of the sport is super bright um as we've seen here where there are a lot of really young kids who are really good um and in these Pan Ams and Junior Pan Ams and all this stuff leading up to AO finals there are a lot of there are a lot of young guns out there that are that are going to be taking the reins you know in a quad or two and that's also exciting not to get on a tangent I'm just I'm just pumped for where USA weightlifting is going yeah even though everything with the IWF is still kind of up in the air and who knows but I'm glad to see that USAW is kind of just chugging along and still growing and still producing really high quality athletes um yeah i uh i i don't really know what else you got i think that's uh, to be honest that's all my brain can produce at the moment do you have anything else <laughs> that you want to talk about uh i'm sure i'll think of it 10 seconds after we start recording well good news is that we're probably going to do this again tomorrow with chevy so <laughs> Gosh, I mean. Oh, man. <laughs> you probably, well, it's fine. I'm going to maybe put in that part where he. Chevy's yeah. great. He, he he talked to us. I don't say talked to us. He interrupted us a little bit. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's fine. So we don't know. Maybe that part will sneak in here. Maybe it won't. But he competed today in the 81 kilo class. And um, he's another really good lifter out of Cal Strength. Um, so. Yeah, go follow Chevy. But maybe he he had mentioned something about jumping in on one of our podcasts in a more official manner. So maybe that will happen tomorrow. Maybe it won't. We'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, I don't know. Tomorrow's day three, the last day of AO Finals, the last really big meet before the year is over. And then it's Christmas, and the whole thing starts again next year with AO1 and, or the Arnold, which is only like 12 weeks away something like that that's uh, i think it's the first week of march yeah we're clo- uh, closer than we think and it's always really fun because i travel to a lot of local meets mm-hmm. and it's always really fun for me to um ao finals usually is like the last big thing i do before the holidays um this year that's a little bit different with worlds but it's always really kind of fun to have like the year end reset and then it's pretty much like the same uh perennial competitions that like set you up for the year so like my first thing is going to texas state um and then uh, a couple smaller meets in texas 
Um, but again, it's just like the same meats kind of propagate into the bigger ones and then um, it kind of flourishes here at AO finals um, and then starts all over again. I'm not, I repeat, not looking forward to Nationals week. I don't, I don't want it. I want no part of it. Except we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, I'm going to cry the whole time. <laughs> worry about Uzbekistan first. Yeah. So I guess to kind of end this, my plans after this are to go fly to Chicago Monday morning, um, get my passport at the passport agency, um, go to get a COVID test at uh, the Chicago O'Hare Airport, and then camp out there till 9 p.m. when my flight's supposed to take off for um, Istanbul. Stu, what's next for you? Go home, <laughs> look at Instagram and feel sad that I'm not in Uzbekistan. Um, no, but it, I think, no, for real, I think after this, it's go back, um, go back to my, my real job and try and enjoy the Christmas holidays. I feel like the last couple of months have just been going, 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 and hopefully to wrap out the year, it'll just be a little slower pace and I can spend time with family and friends and just kind of hang out, like you said, and, and reset and get some energy and vision, I guess, for the upcoming year of what I want to do in my personal life and like, you know, goals with traveling and competing and weightlifting and just, you know, financial goals, whatever, whatever it is, goals with uh, YKS, all that kind of stuff. And then YKS, be, YKS. <laughs> be, uh, be recharged and ready for 2022. Great. I love it. Stu, I'm tired. So am I. Let's wrap this thing up. Uh, where can people find you? You can find me at yks.media on Instagram. Um, and yeah, if you're ever on there, shoot me shoot me a DM. That's probably a pretty good way to get in touch. And yeah, I come to these events, local, national, even international events from time to time. So if you're going to be at one of them, reach out, say what's up. Cool. Um, if you're listening to this, to this, you probably know where to find me. But if you don't, I'm at Barbell Stories. Oh, I'm Will. If you don't know that, my name is Will. I guess I never said that. Wow, I'm a loser. Okay. Um, uh, you can find me at Barbell Stories, and please, God, don't DM me. It, <laughs> it gets me so anxious. I can't handle DMs for some reason, so email me. And you can email me through my Instagram. Just don't. Just please, just, just. What don't Will is trying me. to say is that he has so many followers that no. he doesn't know how to handle it because he's so famous. No, I just DMs make me so anxious. I think it's because people can like you can people can see when you've read their message, and sometimes I'm not mentally prepared to answer a message, so I just kind of don't open them because I'm afraid that they'll see that I read it and haven't responded and get upset with me because it's happened in the past. Perfect. So I just get super anxious, and that's the end of that. All right. Moral of the story, don't DM Will. Email me. But or you text can me. you can DM me. Yeah, DM Stu, email Will, or just leave me alone, I guess, if that's what you want to do. And All that's right. it. We're gonna go to bed. Well, we have to walk six minutes and then go to bed and probably eat food. Are you hungry? I'm good. Oh, I'm gonna eat food. Alright, that's it. Good All night. Right, thanks guys. We'll talk to you maybe tomorrow. Hopefully. I need to get more Stu podcast before I don't see you for a couple months. Peace. Peace.